0: We're back. We're back. Finally. Corbin, call me El Chapo Medenhall in the house. <laughs>
1: with his co-host, Trevor, toughest Teflon Don Sharp. <laughs> Making the cut with Corbin Trev. Guys, it's been a while. We're back.
2: Excited to be here. It's been a while. What have you been up to, man? Dude, I you know, honestly, we've kind of, like, we've done a couple of things. But for the most part, it's felt like this lockdown kind of hasn't really stopped. It hasn't. Like, my note here is that, but I go to my backyard and I just hang out back there and that's, and I don't leave. We get some groceries every once in a while (laughs) and that's it. And it's just like that, this kind of
1: feels like that. uh, What's that book that we had to read in high school? Was it 1984? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. It's like, you know, there's no freedom or. No, and it, 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 that's such a terrible thing to say because there is so many more. There's so many freedoms that we still have, but it's just different. It's different. And then there's all the socio-political uh, behind it,
2: too. Exactly. That, I was just going to say that it's so it's so po- politicized. Mm-hmm. It's it's nuts. Um, So, yeah, I, we've just kind of been laying low, trying not yeah. to upset the masses and totally. what We went camping, you know. Yeah,
1: you came along camping now for the
2: 4th of July. That was a smashing good time. It was so much fun. I know I I had a few beers and I was like, this is the best camping trip I've ever had in my life. (laughs) You pulled me aside. You were like, come on, it wasn't the best ever.
1: (laughs) All right, fine. It was pretty fun, though. We had a good group of people up there. and It was good. That was like one of those great ways to get away and still celebrate our, our, our American freedoms that we do have in a, That's right. in a, um, removed environment, um, where, you know, we can still kind of social distance, but maybe be on the same property next to a river and water and bonfire and that type of thing. So,
2: yeah, it's funny. Camping's like the original social distancing. It's like, you yeah. might be hanging out with a bunch of people, but yeah if you want you kind of set your space up and yeah, you stay there totally you don't, yeah you don't like, go anywhere my
1: chair is here you have to be six yeah. feet away from me yeah
2: off <laughs> exactly <laughs> you can make your rounds and I'll walk around and say hi but stay away from the stay away from yeah. my the rug i brought camping yeah um what about you ma'am? what's up? you got you purchased something new oh yeah camping.
1: so at the beginning of july so basically after memorial day weekend being up there at the property that weekend um earlier this year i came back and i was like man 34 years old and the three days of sleeping on the ground is just a little too much on the back these days you know like i everyone else on this property has a trailer why don't i i don't mind sleeping on the ground like i actually enjoy it but like three days in a row like on an extended holiday weekend you get there on a thursday night you're there friday night saturday night maybe sunday night if monday night is or monday's a holiday it just it's it's a little brutal you're hurting and, by yeah the you're, end. you're hurting by the end of it not not to mention all the other things you put your body through on a holiday weekend oh like yeah <laughs> totally so uh yeah i came back started doing my research started looking around had a good family friend basically walk us through the process of looking at trailers and found one that we really really liked and could afford and uh next thing I know I'm a owner of a travel trailer and got it up there at the property now so it's a nice little nice little spot to go get away it's parked right up against the 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 pro- well the property line and overlooks like the river we've got a nice big window out the back of it to you know wake up and at the river every morning when they make a cup of
2: coffee so that's perfect it's
1: pretty sweet man yeah we're we're stoked about it and
2: it looked like a nice size one too like your first trailer you've ever bought and like yeah it's it's got it looks comfortable as heck but yeah it's it's kind of perfect
1: size like i mean we don't have kids yet but we will soon and i kind of looked at it like that rear dinette can pull out and be a bed and i'm pretty sure like a seven like 2 7 year old kids could sleep on that you know yeah like yeah so you know i'm i'm not saying like we're going to have twins right away <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully i'm not jinxing myself there cross my fingers <laughs> but uh but yeah it like it probably won't be the trailer forever but um it's a good starter one especially for like a small family and yeah we're stoked about it man it's it's fun we're kind of looking forward to taking it on some road trips and yeah you know stretching the legs a little yeah, bit Yeah stretching with it. the legs I mean primarily it'll stay up at the property you know when it, because otherwise it's like I got to find a place where I can store it because yeah. I live in an HOA and that's a that's against Yeah the they don't them. want it here they don't, they don't want it here parked any longer than like 48 hours I think or something like that so yeah I've got some got some stuff up my sleeve working some deals to try to find a spot that I can put it in the winter months and yeah you know not um Take too much of a hit on the pocketbook but yeah nice. it's that's, uh that's smart. it's exciting man i'm I'm stoked about it Carly's ex- excited about it and so yeah good
2: that's great you've been uh you've been listening to any new m- new music i kind of new to me um my sister suggested a an album, and i'm gonna butcher the name real quick, but it's crew Angbin Kruangbin, Kruangbin, and it's like I tried to play it for you a minute ago, and it's like it, we called it the original indie music, I guess. Okay, it's it's got some it's got some sitar esque flavors to it, yeah. and then kind of like a chill, chill vibey. I don't know. Yeah,
1: almost like um, I guess. How would I explain that? It's almost Rasta, but east indian yeah it's like kind of got an east indian vibe to
2: east indian jazz
1: yeah yeah jazz or yeah 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 as flute yeah exactly (laughs) sweet yeah no i liked what i heard i could i could see myself like if i needed to get a project done for work i'd probably put that on and just
2: right it's the perfect vibe to
1: it while i'm typing away or trying to work on reports or something like that but I've been listening to some new well, not some new stuff, but lately I've been listening to the revivalists a lot. Um I don't know if you listen to the revivalists. I haven't, but they're Tell they're awesome, about. dude. Like if you like I guess the easiest way to put it is like Southern Southern Rock slash with some like blues. I, I would just call it southern rock. I feel like they're a lot like Whiskey Myers in a way. Okay. But um the difference is they have like a full horn section. I mean there's like nine of them in this band. They're sort of, they're like a southern rock kind of jam
2: band in a way. So they need all of the they need all the pieces in the band. Yeah. To really kind of yeah, add the yeah, add the jam and variety.
1: Yeah, them and uh the um the Vagabonds, I've been listening to the Vagabonds a lot.
2: That name sounds familiar. a lot of
1: music that I would call or classify as good road music. And when I say road music, you're on a road trip, and it's just good. Like I'm on the road again. Music. That's cool.
2: So that's that's know. what people need right now, as they is they try and venture out a little bit. Yeah,
1: yeah, totally. Yeah. What about uh, cinema? Any uh, any any cinema I'm you've been watching? Trying to or? think of
2: that, man. And I don't I don't know if I've been watching any new stuff. It's just kind of rehashing things that I've, I've bought and I'm, I'm you know I cycle through similar movies every mm-hmm. year or two and just kind of watch them so I haven't been I haven't done anything new <laughs> me and Joseph were watching Austin Powers to the spy who shagged me <laughs> you know you're going
1: through a pandemic when you've pulled out <laughs> Austin Powers the spy who shagged me as yeah. a rewatch again <laughs> as, as if it's not on TV enough right
2: I don't know how I've avoided it but I, I haven't seen it for it's ever.
1: it's a great it's a great flick. I mean, it's a good laugh for sure. <laughs> All of those movies were.
2: Yeah, they were. Still
1: are. Yeah. <laughs> I think though those are the type of movies though where like when you're in pandemic mode and like kind of lockdown mode, staying at home a lot. Those are the types of movies that you have to like have and like revert back to. The new stuff is kind of like for me it's a little harder to get into because you, you, life is already maybe a little mm. off-centered and maybe more a little more stressful than yeah. usual. So you have to have that stuff that you find your comfort in that you already know, you've seen a thousand times. You could recite maybe front to back, but it'd still make you laugh, Yeah, right? Because right now, I would say eh, most people, as much as we've settled into it, are probably still outside of their comfort zone with stuff.
2: Oh, yeah. I so, bet. I bet. Yeah, yeah. but it it, it just it erases any notion of taking things too seriously. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> but the new
1: stuff is always great, too.
2: I mean, yeah. sometimes it's good to just, you know, binge watch a new series and be like, oh, did you watch this? Yeah. Uh, that, oh, okay. I lied. Perry Mason on HBO. It's like a I've
1: seen uh previews for that. I have not watched yeah, it.
2: It's pretty cool for me because I'm a nerd and I like nerd ass shows, but it's like a old school noir detective courtroom type drama. Okay. But it's got some odd like comedy to it in ways. Uh,
1: some like like dark comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But um it's really good. It's really good. Okay. It starts off with this, this couple and their um like the very first scene. Uh, there, that baby was kidnapped and ransomed. Oh wow! So you're just thrown right into this, and um, and it goes off. And Perry Mason is a he fought in the war, so he's a they called him some sort of name like the butcher or something like that. Oh okay. So he's got some odd past in the war, and then he works for this older lawyer as a what they call a dick back in the day in the 30s or whatever it's set super 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 er, er, late or er, early excuse me okay so um but it's good it's got a great great cast and i think i uh, were five or six episodes in sweet so i like that that's what i've been watching nice what about you man
1: i watched a fantastic documentary
2: um and oddly enough this is a
1: sports podcast it was about sports kind oh. of oh sort of it's a documentary about a kid named Greg Kelly. Um, it was a kind of a high-profile case uh, in Texas back in uh, I want to say 2013. Might have began in 2012, but I'm pretty sure it's 2013. Greg Kelly was a standout football player, high school football player in Texas, uh, Williamson uh, High School in Williamson County. Actually, I don't know if his high school was in Williamson County, but where the alleged crime was committed was in Williamson County, which is right across, like, the rival high schools were maybe in two different counties. It's a fantastic, fantastic documentary um, called Outcry, um, and basically, you know, I don't. a lot of people who are, you know, list, maybe listening to this podcast probably already know what it's about, uh, especially if you're a sports fan. But uh, essentially, Greg Kelly was charged with super aggravated sexual assault of a minor four-year-old child, um, was accused of molesting this kid. And it is a whirlwind of a documentary, man. There was so many things stacked against this kid. I mean, you just got to watch it. I, I don't want to ruin it because it's, it's just really, really, really good and compelling. And it took seven years for it to really get resolved. To where it is today, you would not believe like everything
0: that could have gone wrong did. With that being said, it's like it was meant to be in a way.
1: Greg Kelly would probably tell me right now if you heard this, he'd probably be like, it wasn't meant to be, but everything happens for a reason.
2: Right. Like the way it resolved, it could only have happened. Correct. Yeah.
1: Correct. But again, I don't want to give too much away. You gotta watch it. I I highly encourage you to watch it. It's a, um, on Showtime actually. The documentary was made by uh, Showtime producers, I believe. So cool. It's it's super good though. Like if if you can find it, you know,
2: Outcry out, is what you called cry. it. Outcry.
0: Yeah,
1: Carly and I like binge watched the first three episodes and like one night, and it was like probably twelve thirty one o'clock, and we obviously had to work the next day and uh then carly went on a, she went on a trip out of town and she's like don't finish it without me don't finish it without me and i like literally didn't finish it without. and i she thought that i would because i was super into it yeah and so was she uh but then she got back and i was like you want to finish out cry she's like oh you waited you actually waited for me <laughs> i'm like have i ever just continued to watch a series without you like uh maybe once i don't know yeah but <laughs> but it's
2: not your mo
1: yeah it's not my mo so
2: yeah. i get i get um i get butthurt about that if i get left behind in a series totally you know yeah yeah it sucks
1: but sometimes you know the schedules don't mash and yeah you, you just, know like yeah. you go out of town or like when i go on trips for work out of town and it hasn't been in you know, since pre COVID, I'm sure there's been, there's definitely been times where Carly skipped ahead on episodes and I'm, I've am i got to catch up when I get back. But,
2: well, yeah. And it, it like when the moment strikes, like it's, anything, if you want to read or you want to do, you know, watch a show, you want to work on something, you got to, you got to get those hours in when you feel like it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's hard to, it's hard to stay on track with everything as is. So, yeah. Absolutely. Gotta get that in. Get that watching. Absolutely. Well shoot, man. Should we get into it? Let's do.
0: Sports are back, dude. They are. They is. We we
1: have an NBA season going on. We have an NHL season going on. Major League Baseball is back. It's kicking off. It's kinda crazy.
2: Yeah. UFC's been UFC's been on a tear. Yep. Um Fight Island happened. That was pretty yeah, crazy. That was cool. We got to see some cards. Yeah. Um, Which, uh,
1: so obviously, the UFC has been going on for pretty much, I, it, there was a shutdown for like probably six weeks, maybe a little longer than that. Yep. Before, you know, events got scheduled again. But it's probably been one of those sports outside of like
0: maybe NASCAR that uh, has resumed or continued to operate in some
1: sort of fashion through all of this. However, the ones that just restarted, I think I probably already know the answer to this question, so I don't know why I'm asking it. Which one are you looking forward to the most?
2: Dude, obviously the NBA, which is probably what you suspected. Right. um, Because it kind of has that that vibe of a a sport that would work in that bubble environment. Mm -hmm. But the more I think about it, and we can get to it later, but the NHL, I'm I'm actually pretty pumped about that. Yeah, yeah, pretty pumped because, and we'll talk about it. Yeah, later. Yeah, we'll t-
1: we'll we'll get into that for sure. Do you think that there's going to be any setbacks like with any I, of these dude. getting started back up? That I mean, I guess technically there already has been with yeah. Major League Baseball. Like the Marlins had to cancel like what a like I don't know. Yeah, they, a they few got games. It was
2: pretty tough. And then in the initial NBA stuff, there was wasn't there somebody who was. I think it was on the Mavericks or something like that mm. where he, he got a bunch of people sick Yeah, and it was before they were trying to spin things back up. But I just, it's tough because with the way things have been going, you, you my money's on, yeah, something's mm-hmm. going to happen mm-hmm. and it's some league is going to get completely affected to the point where all that, all that scheming with the modified playoff structure, or whatever modified schedule is just out the window. Yeah. So my money's on that it does get interrupted. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and at that point, do you think, like, especially if it, let's say it was the NBA or uh, NHL, both of those both of those seasons were pretty much right on the brink of playoffs anyways. I would think they just probably just call it, right? Like, the season yeah. doesn't finish. You know, you know we're not going to try to, like, loop this into another season. Hey, we're going to play a championship uh series and then oh the following week we start a second or we start our 20 yeah. 2021
2: season i mean well and it just kind of dawned on me like what what teams out there are kind of like yeah let's scrap a season let's get some rest right let's let's refocus restructure get some time we don't have to just do that grind of end the season get ready for draft mm-hmm. pre-season like it's yeah. a it's a pretty hardcore churning wheel for all yeah. of these leagues, so maybe some of them might enjoy a year off. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Whereas things like those, your, oh. yeah, your cups of like, or Euro cups and stuff like that, like that's every a couple years, every two or or sometimes every four years, so they got plenty of time in between to right. really get themselves organized. Yeah. So yeah, it'll know. be interesting. Yeah. What What about you? What's the one that you've you've been enjoying?
1: Well, that? I think. Yeah. Obviously, I'm 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 stoked to see that the NBA is back. Um, was watching the Lakers Rockets game tonight before uh before this actually, but baseball like hadn't even started really, you know. So like now we have baseball in August. It's a modified season, which kind of makes it interesting, especially if you like support a team where hey. Maybe they get hot or maybe they like, maybe they, you know, it, it, it's not going to happen this year because they're already after a shaky start, but you know, like last year, or maybe it was the year before, I can't remember this Mariner started like 16 and two. And I'm thinking, man, 16 and two into a 60 game season. Well, that's like basically a third of the season. Right. So, right. right but uh, like I said it's not going to happen this year it's well who knows things can change maybe some they get hot towards the tail half of a 60 game season but um I'm stoked about baseball being back uh it's very evident that with baseball being back that everybody hates the Astros um, oh yeah we, we saw we saw the Astros Dodgers series right and Joe Kelly ended up throwing at Carlos Correa um and Alex Bregman, I think he actually threw at Bregman and then Correa, and then walked off and talked some shit after he struck out Correa. Um,
2: and to remind everybody, they were Astros were caught stealing signs.
1: Yeah, they, I mean they were caught doing a a, few a plethora yeah, of yeah, cheating yeah, it activities. Was, it was a everyone hates him, man. I mean, everyone literally. I I think my Facebook feed, you know, like. On the first day that baseball was back, I think I saw four or five people say, Someone throw at the f***ing Astros today. It's opening day. You know, like, kind of, kind of, kind of shitty to say, but yes, I, I totally get, I, I totally get the frustration and that, and I actually kind of expected at some point, especially knowing that, like, the, I mean, the Dodgers were, that was, it was a Dodgers Astros series. And they feel cheated out of a World Series, right? Totally get that. Understand it. Every, I'm not saying it gives them every right to just, hey, we're going to throw at them the first time we play them next year. But I think it's, whether they did it now or when they play them again, I think, is it next week? It might be next week or the following. It's sometime actually, I think in, is it August or September? I know they they have a series with them again. At some point, it was probably going to happen. Yeah. or Or, or maybe even like, and a- the AL, you know, whoever they, uh, I think it was Boston. They beat Boston for the AL. Gosh, man, I don't, I, I don't keep up with baseball the way I eat. I, I forget all the baseball. There's too long of a season. And I don't do a very good job of watching them play off baseball anymore, even though I love the game. But uh, I'm pretty sure that they beat Boston. Um, but they're, they're feeling cheated as well. Maybe, but But they, but they cheated as well. Uh, yeah so <laughs> it's it's like yeah can the cheaters really be mad at the cheaters i don't know I don't, yeah, I don't Well, know. I didn't cheat as bad as yeah they exactly one thing and we'll talk about this throughout the podcast as kind of like a a, reoc- a reoccurring theme but it's interesting there's there's been some guys because of covid19 that have decided to just opt out of playing baseball money in, in baseball is guaranteed right so it you know doesn't affect I think guys in other sports as much as it maybe affects guys in baseball because mm-hmm. of the money that's you know guaranteed mm-hmm. so you know there's been a lot of big names that have decided to opt out of playing playing this year uh, David Price was a big one uh, for the Dodgers, Buster Posey from the Giants uh Jonas. Uh, that just happened I think this week actually he just didn't show up um, after like the the season had already started and I think they might have given a little bit of a like a a buffer like hey you've got to let the league know by this date well he just didn't show up and then they learned uh, by contacting his agent that he had decided that he wasn't going to play baseball this year <laughs> so I mean there's there's a lot of I mean, Ian Desmond was a is a, a you know fairly big name. Um, uh, for the Rockies, oh, Mike Leak. that was a, was decent. Lorenzo Cain, yeah, Felix Hernandez. I don't know that he was gonna make the actual starting rotation or roster,
0: right? But obviously a
1: an big Eric, name yeah. still. Eric Young, which is a coach for the Braves. Oh, so, okay. Yeah,
0: looks like. A but Brad some Mills some
1: yeah, coach. so there's there's definitely some, oh Ryan Zimmerman that was a big one. The Nationals had like three. Wellington Castillo and then Joe Ross also opted out of playing. The Mariners don't have any individuals that have opted out, although they have (laughs) they do have some names that uh, I'm not super familiar with that are on the roster right now. (laughs) So I think that uh, just kind of shows maybe like the youth and they could be banged up a little bit. Yeah, it is. I'm excited. I'd probably say base. I'm excited about baseball being back. We'll get into hockey here in a bit, but hockey's always great, and the fact that it's playoff hockey—I mean, can't get any you, better. You can't it? Can't get any better. You know, one thing I found interesting, since we're kind of, I guess, on the topic of the Mariners a little bit, thirty-three percent of their roster is African American, which is the most out of any organization in the majors. The MLB on like, at, I guess, like if you collectively. Take the MLB rosters; only seven percent of those rosters are African American. So thirty-three percent is pretty interesting, and and obviously their Black Lives Matter mu- movement that's going on right now is is huge. They're uh, standing in solidarity in an effort to advance diversity. So they're not actually like kneeling; they're standing mm-hmm. together. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool and something that like I, probably not a lot of people know. Thirty-three percent. That's you take a third. Well, no, yeah, I like bet thirty-man roster. It's ten. It's ten guys. Well, and so, to me,
2: I would think that rosters—the average. You're saying average MLB rosters across the league are sitting at about seven percent.
1: Yeah, I mean collectively, if you took all of the rosters, combined it together.
2: Yep. Okay. So, African
1: yeah. Americans represent seven percent, okay. of Major League Baseball rosters. See, I would think it would be more than that. A lot of people from the or, uh, guys from the Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, uh, Venezuela, Central America, those areas, even Mexico. But as far as African American, it's not
2: yeah. as high as you would think. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So Inter- that is interesting. Yeah,
1: they're off to a slow start. You know, kind of switching gears there a little bit. I just thought that was a pretty cool no, statistic that I learned earlier in the week when watching a, a, an M's game and figured it was something worth sharing, especially in, you know, obviously we're uh, going through a unique time in America yep. with um, diversity and expanding diversity. And I just thought that that was super cool. And I'm glad to hear that they're standing, you know, together to, to try to raise more awareness for diversity.
2: So. Yeah I I agree. I think it's uh however an organization wants to take um their own spin on things and make totally. their own message that's totally. great.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah.
2: So is, is, you got to mention here about the standings you want me to Oh yeah
1: it? yeah yeah. So I mean we might as well take a look at them. I know that the M's are last time I checked they were like sitting in third in the AL West, which isn't saying much because that's a losing record. I know the Yankees are off to a pretty Pretty fresh start. The Twins are in good good spot. Actually, and the Cubs are too. Rockies, I kind of expected that. They're playing well. I think the bright spots for the Mariners right now are definitely Kyle Lewis. That guy is amazing. Um, as of last night, and I'd have to check. You could check the stats tab right there if you wanted. But he was tied for the most hits
0: in the majors. Uh, with, I believe it was Nelson Cruz.
2: I should have given you the iPad.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, that's true. <laughs> We've got a shout-out to Chris if he's you just listening. just clicked the stats. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh-huh. We've got the... Um, you go one over at the top from Stan. Oh, God, right there. Sorry. Right there, yeah.
3: Chris Kyle le-
1: Lewis Leading, oh. Oh, le- has the best batting average in the league. That's pretty awesome. Let's go to hits. Hits. Uh, Kyle Lewis Second. tied with Donovan Solano uh, at yeah. twenty. Awesome. So he's still tied for the lead in hits. If you go to RBIs, Kyle Seeger right there, 14th, third in dude, the majors. So there's dude. some bright spots. There's Look some at Nelson
2: Cruz balling out now. Of course. Well, he always balled out. He balled uh, out for us. Did he
1: ball it's out just us? dude, it's crazy. I mean, click on that guy. I'm curious if he's over 37 years old.
2: Shout out to Chris for the uh, portable monitor. Chris, this is the new podcast setup. <laughs> sorry, I had to get that in.
1: Yeah, Nelson Cruz is, he's kind of, I feel like he's like this ageless wonder. Or maybe he was still young when he played for the Mariners, but I swore that he was I in his mid-30s when we... Kyle Seeger, sorry.
0: No, you're good. 40. Motherfucker is 40 and still balling out, dude.
2: That's crazy.
0: I can't believe that. I mean, and yeah, it's, it's
1: early. He's off to a, a pretty, pretty fresh start. And when all you have to do is hit the ball, well, I shouldn't say that. All you have to do, that's probably one of the hardest things to do. But, but at 40 years old, his oh, yeah. batting average is 373. He's got three bombs with 15 RBIs, second in the majors in RBIs. Like, his OPS is over a 1,000. So
2: yeah. It's just, it's incredible. Oh, so Kyle Kyle Seager's doing all right?
1: Yeah, Kyle's uh, Kyle is off to a fresh hot start. It uh he kind of had a kind of had an interesting year last year. He didn't didn't uh his batting average wasn't great. I th- I think he was a little banged up, but I mean, overall like he's those are two bright spots in a um you know, they're 5 and 9. They've started <laughs> they've started Five and nine, which is, you know, they're not the uh, worst uh, record in Major League Baseball, but it's It's not not the
2: best either. So,
0: yeah, yeah. From one Seattle team to another.
2: Oh, yeah. Release
0: the
1: the
3: Kraken.
2: Which, by the way, I
1: don't know if we uh, said that this episode is called what's Kraken.
0: Oh, (laughs)
1: play on words there very good there is a new team a new nhl franchise with well we already knew there was going to be an nhl franchise franchise in seattle but uh, we didn't seconds. know what there what the mascot or team name was going to be and that got released here within the last couple weeks since yep. uh since we recorded our last podcast
2: um and the consensus from the people i've talked to is everybody's really stoked
1: yeah on, on yeah
2: the whole theme yeah i think
1: it's pretty cool i mean it it's got kind of that maritime theme. Oh yeah, similar to Natural. like mariners, right? Yeah. The fact that we have a mascot that is like of Nordic mythology is pretty f- badass
2: to me. That, is cool. that um,
1: is cool. So I'm pretty stoked about it. Uh, I, there has been some criticism a little bit about the logo, and I'm kind of indifferent on that. I understand people's maybe like ah, uh, it could have been better. I think that if I were going to change anything about it, actually we'd keep the I like the I actually like the S with the I. I think that's kind of cool. Uh I might have changed the color of the S. Okay. To something on the silver gray, like gunmetal
2: kind of yeah. color scheme. They really tried to separate themselves yeah. from, from the Seattle yeah. colors, did yeah. they? So but I like where you're at with gunmetal or something. Yeah,
1: like I, I think that if they had done a gray, a darker gray, or a gun, like it just would have, it might have been a little,
2: well, the Seahawks, little more received. Wolf gray is the the gray they have is a really nice. Yeah, gray. that's that's a dope gray. And then the Mariners, they've got some, some of their own grays going on. So if you could have mm-hmm. picked some, kind of picked from both of those, it would have been killer. But I'm with you. I think um. I think the look on going for the Kraken and and it's it's obviously based out of of you know the sea, but it it feels like a a little bit of a departure from Seattle's general direction with everything else. Yeah, I would agree. You know, WNBA is the Storm, and you got the Mariners, and you got the Seahawks, and then the Sonics were, you know, the to relate to the the aeronautical industry in Mm -hmm. in seattle but you know well and then you have the sounders and then the sounders yeah Yeah.
1: which is all like you know that's i mean the sounders were the sounders before they were the sounders so yeah
2: yeah so i i think they tried to really say hey we're we're gonna do something different and we're i'm excited to see what the whole branding suite looks like with all with jerseys and fan gear and everything like that the Seattle fan base is just so, I mean, franchises would be chomping at the bit to have our fan base. Oh yeah. And so I liked how they did, and I'm noticing this more and more, like they did that cool, like motion graphic with the logo reveal. So like tendrils or whatever, like came down the S and everything. Oh yeah. It was just a, it's just well done. Just, I feel like they're going to knock it out of the park with this. I think, I think our our market here in Washington's going to react amazingly to that new franchise and just it's just fun. 2021, right? We won't see it until 2021. Yeah, it's the
1: fall of fall of 2021. Okay. So it's a year away. Got it. Yeah, There's yeah, got to yeah. be the exp- the expansion draft has to happen. Um, so what
2: happens with that? What is an expansion draft?
1: Uh, you know, I'm not completely familiar with like the the process for how it works, but basically, there's protected players. Each team in the NHL protects. They're
0: they're ba- based on contractual how their current contracts work. They're they basically there's a certain amount of players. I think on each organization teams, or each team or each franchise uh, that are up for grabs. Some are protected, some are unprotected and
1: Seattle essentially gets to take a player from however many teams I don't know if it's every single team in the NHL or if it's a certain amount if it's just playoff teams I'd have to look into it a little more it could be a good good follow up conversation yeah, for our yeah. next podcast um cuz I'm not completely but I do know that like when Vegas did it there was talk of like okay well they might take this guy or they might take this guy. It's going to depend on what Vegas or what the other team wants to do. If they, they protect them, they say, Hey, you can't have them. Mm -hmm. And it all has to do with sometimes it's like they might, they might have a guy that's unprotected and he could be a really good, valuable player, but it's a contractual thing where it's like, well, if we don't, if we put him up for grabs, then we're not on the hook for 8 million next year, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Because maybe there's injury concern, or just like an aging bad, or he's just not a fit for their system. Yeah, and they uh, kind
2: of do does the work for them by taking him off their hands. Yeah, 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 that's cool.
1: But it worked. I mean, it worked out for Vegas real well because they went to the Stanley Cup that year.
2: Ah, so holy smokes! Yeah, so they just like drafted the dopest team, and we're like,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: I'll fact check myself on that one too. I'm pretty sure it was the first season that they were. In existence, though, that Las Vegas Knights went to a Stanley Cup final.
0: I don't believe they won it, but uh, they got there, hmm. and that was That's after impressive. an expansion draft. Yeah. So uh, it yeah. should be
1: it should be interesting, man. I, I I'm looking forward to it. I'm curious uh, who they're gonna who they're gonna go after and target. Hopefully, they'll get some some big names out to Seattle. But uh, on that note. I, you know, well, we talked about it earlier, but playoff hockey is back. They're in the round robin part of it right now. I think it's all has to do with kind of seating and everything. But we talked about it last year on the podcast. I stand by it. It playoff hockey is one of the best spectacles in all of playoff sports. When I got in, 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 in all myself. the you know the big leagues. So I'm. And they're playing these games in just two uh, two locations, both in Canada actually, which is interesting because I thought the borders were closed <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so uh, uh, yeah, I'm not entirely sure, but yeah, they've got the whole schedule lined up, you know, you know they got these qualifying games, round robin round robin goes through Sunday, I believe, and then next week, I think we actually have like this series matchup
2: start so so the qualifying games is going to seed everything
0: yeah exactly
1: i'm just going to say this we don't have to get into it but i i like colorado this year okay i liked them last year but i like them more this year okay you were, i think you enjoyed watching the blues if i'm st louis yeah you're
2: right sorry yeah i think you're right
1: i think it, i think it'll be st louis and because they're both up, I believe you could look at the standings real quick if you wanted but I I believe Colorado and St. Louis are both in the west. Yep. 1 and 2 at the top. 71 and 42. 70, 70 and 42. Dang. Dang. I I I do think it'll be them. Oh, and Vegas is good too. Vegas is good again.
2: But yeah, pretty balanced league. I mean, they are pretty balanced. I mean, you've got
0: my Buffalo Sabres are uh Forth from the bottom in the east,
2: not their year, not their not year. their year this year.
0: Yeah, a lot of youth still. It's gonna be tough because I still
1: I st- I still love my Sabers, but you know the Kraken are part of it now. So, I'm gonna... dude, I
2: know it's like all ties. If you were, cut. if you
1: were, I I think I had a buddy on Facebook say this: if you were there prior to the franchise getting
0: there, then you can. Be a fan of whoever you want. Yeah.
1: Like, I I've been I lived in Washington my entire life. If a franchise starts, it was like I immediately became a Seattle Sounders fan.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Naturally, you know, like same thing's gonna happen with an NHL team. It'll happen again when the Sonics come back. Yep. Yep. You know, like that that love never faded.
2: Yeah, and in you're finally... but I'll
1: still I'll still I'll still show love to my Sabers.
2: I oh it, yeah it,
1: it, it, it's always nice to kind of have options right
2: <laughs> dude yeah that's what's so fun about pro sports is that you snag a couple of teams that you get to watch and you get to root for and watch development and everything that's the whole point of being a fan is like it, it, you know i'm i'm it's like when you were collecting cards and stuff it was just it was more better right oh yeah so like pogs yeah oh
1: pogs bro Getting all the slammers, man, and... Slammers, double slammers. Double slammers.
2: Super slammers.
1: Shredder slammers.
2: Oh, yeah, shredder slammers. Sloppy
1: slammers. (laughs) Ultra (laughs) slammers. Don't know where I was going with that one, but uh, on that
2: note... Extra sloppy slams.
1: Oh, sloppy slammers slamming, swimmy swammy Samsonite. I was way off. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone just watch playoff hockey. Yeah, get into it. Get into it. It's so much fun to watch. Even the first even the first round, you got a one seed versus an eight seed, anything can happen. We saw it happen last year. Calgary got knocked off.
2: Yeah. It's exciting. It's even if you have no idea what any going team on. can make a run. Any yeah. team.
1: And you I j like I said, you, you you sometimes see that in other sports, but just not as much as you see it in hockey, which makes it more exciting to me. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think that I think volatility is important. Moving along, man, moving right along into the into the bubble. Your
1: your forte, my forte, your forte.
2: Kind of bummed because my Pelicans are starting to yeah. Starting, to, I mean, I think the Kings just Man, beat they them got today. slapped
1: up by uh, who was that Sacramento the today? No, no, no. The last week when I texted you, know, I was like, dude, your Pelicans just oh, got yeah, white. that's right. I gotta go back and look at this text. Yeah,
2: find now. out who it was because I I was all about them before the break, and then now. I think um, it's you. Got to get your legs back underneath you, and I like these questions you have while you're looking that up. Do I feel like the bubble provides? Advantage? Oh, I didn't even
0: say who it was.
2: I don't even. Right, I can, we can pull, we, can, we can pull it up. We'll know once we see it. But, but um, do I think the bubble provides certain teams? An advantage, advantage. I hundred percent do. Totally, I, I was yeah.
1: I, I believe that. Yeah, I was actually looking uh, right before this. I was looking at road road records of each team in the NBA. Mostly just the, the teams that'll like you know that are that's smart. Yeah, it's interesting. So naturally, when you're as good as the Lakers were this season, you're gonna be pretty darn good on the road. So they've got a good road record, right? One of the best in the NBA. Actually, I think it is the best. Uh, but naturally, if you're the best team in the NBA, you probably should have the best road record, right? On the flip side of that, if you go look at the, you just pull up the standings for the for the conferences, Dallas is actually a better team on the road than they are at home. So to the to the point of the question, you know, do we think that? It plays to the advantage of certain teams more than others. Well, maybe for Dallas, playing, it doesn't matter where they play Mm -hmm. to them. You know, they were
0: 19 and 17 at home this year, but they were 22 and 13 on the road. Right. That's a big swing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They were essentially even at home, but they were. And, and again,
1: remember, we do know that Luca was hurt for a while. So that could have had, you know, they might have been on a yeah, home stand for a while. That. It might have skewed it a little bit. But overall, I mean, it, it, that's an eight-game swing. Yeah, way swing. better, way better away than they were at home. There's not a ton of teams. A lot of teams are, you know, they're better at home than they are away. They should be, right? That's just, the yeah. fans, they get amped. There was one other team that I saw, and it might have been in the actual Western or the Eastern Conference, Toronto. It doesn't really matter. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, you're right.
1: Now, granted, they're the second best team in the coming out of the East, but it, it, if you look at the record, they were 24-9 at home, 25-9 yep.
0: away. So to them, it doesn't matter. Or at least... This would show that it doesn't matter,
2: right? Yeah, if your theory is correct, yeah, you're right. And then teams like the Bucks or the Celtics in the East, mm-hmm. or the Heat, they really benefit from that home court advantage. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, you watch. Well, you watch walking into the house, your house today, and Houston's putting L.A. away. Mm-hmm. Um, LeBron didn't play tonight. No, that's true. But neither did Russell Westbrook. Nope. And so, Houston's one of those teams that I would, it looks like they, they do a little bit better at home than away, mm-hmm. but I would feel like the kind of the culture of that team mm-hmm. would benefit from a no-distraction Dude, they
1: put up 50, like 52 or 53 three-point shots tonight. Put it's insane. Up, threw up like that many. They didn't hit that many, obviously. That'd be insane. But they threw that many shots up from the perimeter, like... You get a team that goes into a like a bubble situation like that and just gets kinda hot. It's over. Perimeter team, dude, dangerous. Yeah. And they're probably gonna end up playing either the clip probably play the Clippers in round two.
0: Right, right. I'm I'm guessing I'm guessing right now. Well now they're in fourth. Earlier tonight, I think they were in sixth. They bumped up. So they bumped up.
3: So got No,
0: you're good, man. I choose. I choose. No, uh, no red vines tonight, but I
1: did. Dude, I picked up some Girl Scout cookies. Girls took me for like 10 bucks outside of a Cabela's. Couldn't believe it. Actually, they should have took me for a lot more in March when they typically can, but you know, COVID. So, yeah,
0: man. That that three, four, and five spot are really like is the is the whole seating thing over? Or is that does that go through this weekend? I'm not sure, man. Portland's super hot right now. Dude, they want yeah. In, they want
1: in real bad. Carmelo's hitting game winners and shit. when did that happen? I
2: know, dude. Yeah, I watched Portland beat Houston the other day. Man, but I, you know, I've talked a lot of crap about Houston in the past, but right now, the way they've been playing, I like them. I, I think they're going to give people the biggest trouble they've given in a long time this year. Houston? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, man, they, they hit some big shots tonight. Covington
1: hit a big shot in the fourth. Uh, the Lakers made a little bit of a run. They cut it to, like, seven because it was a 15-point lead going into the fourth, okay. and they cut it to, like, seven. It got a little scary, and then I think it was Covington that hit a big shot from the perimeter. Austin Rivers hit a few big shots from the perimeter. Harden, yeah, like they they stretched it back out to like more than twelve or something like that, and then just kind of put them away.
0: And you know, I think Reggie Miller was talking about it a little bit tonight on the on the um, well during the game in the color commentary. He was just kind of like,
1: man, this this Lakers offense just does not look. It doesn't look good, and yeah, I, I get the whole like people talk about you getting your legs back and kind of in the motions, and everything. But it's how long is that going to take? Yeah, you know, is that, are you going to wait until the second round of the playoffs to show up, or are you going yeah. to, you know, you going to get like? And this this bubble thing really can have an effect on all of that. It's so different. These guys are playing in August. When have they ever played basketball? Playoff basketball right. in August. Some of these guys are, you know... It's supposed to be vacation right now. Right. And, the, like, especially, like, I'm sure there's rookies. There's rookies on these teams that are like, dude, how do I handle this, you know? I've got
0: to live in this, like, com- combine, we'll call it. That's Kiwi, man. That's Kiwi. <laughs>
1: But yeah, I, I just I think we t- we talked about it a little bit already, but the bubble situation is interesting and I think that it can play to the advantages of some teams more than others. Especially I mean the Lakers are a West Coast team, and they're playing East Coast ball games. All of the they're on a 3-hour time difference. Yep. 3-hour time
0: difference now. For the next, we'll call it what? At least four weeks? Mm-hmm. Probably? hmm Yeah, at least.
1: Did they modify? I, I'm sure they modified the first and second rounds to five-game series, correct? They, I would have imagined they have to. If you just... We should probably just look up, like, when is the NBA Finals supposed to take place? That far? Yeah, they just don't
0: have it because they, they don't know. Which actually kind of makes sense. They might not even finish, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they do.
2: Yeah, hopefully they pull it off. You still think the Lakers are the team to beat? I mean, yeah, being, you know, the number one rank Mm -hmm. in the conference, but man, those Clippers are just right behind, dude.
1: They're so deep, too.
2: And I think LA just beat them recently. Excuse me, the Lakers beat the Clippers. Okay, okay. okay. Um, Needed a little clarification. I know, okay. Like, that was stupid. Uh, And LeBron, like, closed out Paul George at the end of the game. Played great D and everything, so, you know.
0: Did Kawhi play? Yeah. Yeah. So they gave PG the shot instead of Kawhi.
2: Well, Bron was on Kawhi first, and Kawhi dished it. Oh. So Bron locked down Kawhi first, and then... Came over with a double team or something. Yeah, helped, helped on George and scared George away from shooting PG13. Yeah. Well, well yeah, I, will, I, I think so.
1: And that would be super special for like Kobe's legacy. In, oh, yeah. In, in the 2020 has just been a shit year, man. I mean like yeah. top to bottom. Like there's just been a lot of bad things that have happened and that would be even in the situation that it's in where
2: it would be one
1: in like a bubble and no fans but it would still be so special for like
2: LA and that franchise and just Mm -hmm. it would put it would put a bright spot on the year like oh man you know they got to commemorate Kobe in this way in the the most special of ways for that for a sports league and um, I'm with you on that. So yeah, I'll be I'll be rooting for the Lakers, pretty good. Um,
1: you want to see in an L.A. and L.A. West. That'd be
2: that'd be dope. But I I think I would pick L.A. the Lakers <laughs> to win that just because I would I would be rooting for them. Yeah, but it would be it, that's a seven game series for sure. It's gotta yeah. be.
1: Yeah, I would think so too. It's tough to it's tough to pick any any team besides those two but to your point earlier you know the Rockets they could be that team that makes a little bit of a run yeah it'll be interesting this whole bubble thing is very interesting to me it is what about from the east I think the Bucs just got probably a Dude, they were down 23 today and came back Damn, I think they were down 23 at one point to was it Dallas
0: no it was, it was the, heat. the heat. it was the heat yeah they were down the Heat were up by like twenty three at one point.
2: Damn! And then they went on to win by almost fifteen.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, they
2: yeah, put together. The they Bucks, put
0: together a pretty good third and fourth. I'm pretty sure. Guess the Bucks are the, you know, what? Toronto. Yeah. Ah,
2: oh, that's a tough one because there's some pretty obvious like spacing between the top three Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean i guess i guess people just kind of expect milwaukee to take it but
0: yeah i mean you got losing teams
2: yeah right
0: the seven and eight are losing teams they don't even have winning records yeah but
1: like orlando playing in their hometown like how easy is that exactly (laughs) this is this is a walk
2: in the park yeah no adjustments or anything. No adjustments. Oops. Yeah, yeah. East uh, Milwaukee, and then I'll probably be rooting for Boston.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: And I think I might be rooting for Houston and the Lakers this year in the West. I'm
0: rooting for a total rebound of the Golden State Warriors in their
2: 15 right, win all right.
3: season.
0: All right. I wonder if that's like the worst season on record it's not the worst season on record by an NBA team it can't be
2: I'm maybe sure the franchise yeah probably the franchise
0: who knows though I'm sure there were some I'm sure I'm sure each franchise
1: has had like kind of their dark ages oh you know?
2: dude yeah for sure like what the Kings have been in for the last like <laughs> 10 years since Vladi and yeah. uh Chris Webber I mean look at Chris they're in their dark years right now. Like by your classification,
1: by for like for one year. I yeah, mean, it's not one. gonna it's not gonna be that way next With year. With all their stars hurt. Yeah, it's not gonna be that way next year. I
2: can tell you that. Damn, these high shoes got me. They've yeah, got man. Me, Did you try
1: the dragon fruit one yet?
2: No. Oh, no. bro. Let me see.
1: Oh, bro. Oh man, that's mango. Let me find the dragon fruit. For you. Dragon fruit. That one, is you, sir. Dynamite.
2: All right. Dynamite. While I do this, do you wanna take us into the NFL? Or are we good? Do you want I'm gonna else?
1: grab another beer. You wanna grab another beer? I think
2: I'm 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 okay for right now.
1: Okay. I'm, I'm okay. gonna take a quick tea. Yeah.
0: For Trevor and uh I'll be back here in a few.
2: Alright, this sounds good. Cool, we good, we're good.
0: Breaking news before we get into the NFL stuff, because it has to do with football.
1: Okay. The big sky Conference, our Eastern Washington Eagles. Right, right. Local uh, local college. Uh, the Big Sky Conference is moving forward with plans to play an eight-game conference schedule in the spring due to conditions from the coronavirus. This would likely result in full cancellation of the FCS
0: playoffs for 2020
2: slash 2021. So, the, yeah. Still get some ball, but not the full. It,
1: it it won't you would still potentially be big sky champs, but you're not gonna go play a playoffs like playoff season after that.
2: Gotcha. I mean you take and get, you know. Spring football. That sounds fun. I mean, I would enjoy going out
0: to uh Roosevelt and Yeah.
2: In March. Hanging out. The inferno in March and yeah, March and April watching and a little
1: tackle football. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. It'd be great for those time that time of year. Hell yeah, man. Cause it's, uh, it's just, it just yeah. be the complete, I'm opposite. just glad
1: that they like are kind of like anna- approaching it or at least announcing it in a way where
0: it's like, yeah, we think we're still going to play a season.
2: We're yeah. just
1: not
0: going to play it this year.
2: Yeah. Give some
0: clarity on it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's cool. Do it different.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Just, Scratch the year, you can't do it the way you you've done it every mm-hmm. other year. Mm-hmm. So just accept that. Do what you can. Yeah, and who knows? You might have a little fun in the process, right? You might get people stirred, or you know, you might reach a new audience. You yeah. just don't know. Yeah,
0: I could see
1: that totally ending in like a co Big Sky championship. You know, like maybe if it's an eight game season, maybe there's two teams that are seven and one or something like that. And then, who knows, maybe they make them play a playoff game or they decide they're going to play a playoff game to decide who the big big sky champs are.
0: Yeah. Makes it a little more, you know. Yeah, interesting. Totally. On to the NFL. Interesting stuff. As of today, like any
1: NFL player that wanted to opt out of the season had to submit his notice by today. I know there's been quite a few that have already decided to opt out. But there's, you know, obviously several that are still, oh, that are still planning on playing this season, assuming it happens or doesn't get delayed any further. Did you see OBJ's comments? The no, other day? I didn't. Yeah. What did he say? I don't really want to put like or dissect like. He was pretty straightforward with what he said. Like, I, I think he just he was basically making the point that why should we play this season? Like. It kind of seems, sort of like it's not in the best interest of the players. It's in the best interest of the owners so that they can make money. And mm-hmm. you know, I don't really feel like they've ever really treated us like we're humans. So, yeah, uh, yeah, he's
2: he's like I couldn't give two sh** what the owners want or think. So right,
1: right. He's he's always been kind of animated with his approach, I guess.
2: Like Richard Richard Sherman level,
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean
2: Richard's pretty pretty outspoken with yeah. his his views. Yeah, he's very specifics. much a he's
1: very much of like a I would
0: He's the player union. He's he's a player guy. union guy for sure. Yeah. But I think I mean honestly, I think most guys
1: are if you're part of the players union, which most guys I, I think you have to be, right? Like every, everybody's yeah. part yeah, of like the, you know at this point. And some guys might not, you know, be as active as others, but I would say he, you know, from a uh, level of how he feels NFL players are treated or, again, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but the approach the ownership owners take on how players should honor their contracts and all of that, you know, it's very player first, owner second, as
0: opposed to owner first, player second. Yeah. And look, it's a business, I get it. Um, I get both sides of it uh i probably lean a little bit
1: more towards the player side of it
0: yeah
2: agreed
1: cuz really in the blink of an eye you're the wrong you get hit the wrong way it's over. it might not be just career ending it could be like life life, alter, altering. life altering
2: yeah and just you know these owners are already they're already made you know what i mean this is just a, a continuation of their legacy
1: yeah, and that's not to say that like an owner couldn't get in his vehicle, be driving to yeah. the office and get hit by a car, and that's life altering, right? Yep. Yeah. But that the same could be said for a player doing the same, same thing. Yeah. Right. So there's, I, I would, I would say that the risk level involved in being a football player is far greater than the risk level involved in being an owner.
2: Yeah. More, most likely. Maybe not from a monetary standpoint. Yeah. Or like maybe you're an owner who's like I skydive every day to my job or something right. like that. <laughs> right, like which but it but I know where you're going. Yeah. And and OBJ has a great point. Like, yo, if this is a season with an asterisk on it, and even if you do win a Lombardi trophy, everybody's not really gonna give you the credit for it to begin with. Like there is nothing on the line for him. Right. So I get it. I yeah. get it a hundred percent. Yeah. So. Yeah, like,
0: what if,
1: we talked about it already, but there's probably going to be some sort of hiccup in the NFL season. Like, there's going to be a game that's canceled, if not more, because of, oh, this, you know, there was a couple guys that tested positive for coronavirus, so we can't play this game this next week, and actually, the team that they played the week before, they all have to be tested, they might not be able to play, you know, like, it's, it's a trickle effect, and the fall is near what do we know about the fall the flu season always happens oh, in the yeah, fall dude. so like you combine the flu season with covid-19 like what are we looking at there like that gosh dude it, it could be it's i don't want to bring doom and gloom into this podcast but it's it could be it could get very very interesting here
2: no 100 100%, 100% i mean i'm i already feel like i've got the sniffles just like <laughs> just because you know don't little, say that man it's don't a say that beer in the morning when you wake up Yeah. Like it, Hayden literally today was like feels like fall out there. And oh yeah, like, it was a, it was the first it
1: was like the first dark day. You woke up yeah. to like the first dark day in a yeah. long time. We had overcast some little showers this morning and then kind of yep. throughout the day sprinkles on and off.
2: When if, um, depending on where you're listening to this podcast, it's been in the 90s for like four weeks. Oh, yeah, four yeah, weeks.
1: Yeah, to give you a perspective, we were actually touching 100 for a few days in yep. a row, Yeah, like not even a week ago. So this is like the first, probably, it was less than 80 today, wasn't it? It was like 78 Yeah, or it hovered in the 70s. It, wasn't, yeah. it was Yeah. Tomorrow is supposed to be 82, and then I think.
2: it's back up. Yeah, mid-80s.
1: It's supposed to be like
0: not super hot, not to get on a. Side tangent, but yeah, seventy six, eighty two, eighty four, eighty nine, eighties. Pretty much the eighties. Yeah. Like the next That's perfect. Yeah.
1: That's a perfect end of summer. I was kinda I was kinda worried that August was gonna get super hot. And it yeah. did for a little bit. It was starting to go that but way. But uh, I, I was kinda worried about we hadn't seen any rain in like probably forty five days. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean June we saw rain, but not July. We didn't see any rain in July. No, July. We didn't. hadn't. We haven't seen anything in August until today, and it was pretty minimal. So then I kind of start to worry about like fire season and. Hopefully, yep. hopefully we, who knows? Maybe we'll have a really, really late summer and September will be super hot. I don't know, but.
2: Yeah, or it just chills in the eighties for the next. You know, yeah. They they months. say it's supposed to be a La Nina year. Okay.
0: So like fall winter like a lot of storm systems um and if it's if if it's a la Nina year I mean I'll put it in perspective for you this is the first hurricane that hit like the kind of the coast of Florida uh prior to
1: uh August or like it made landfill in August or landfall on like August we'll call it third or fourth okay. Uh, but it was on track in July. That's the earliest that, like, they've seen it in probably 20, 30 hmm. years. So they're anticipating that there's going to probably be, like, at least one or two more, like, major hurricanes and in the midst of a pandemic. Like, <laughs> the wow. southeast, dude. Yeah, yeah, right. It's, uh, it's interesting times. So there is, uh, yeah, there's... I, I guess one thing I wanted to highlight was just like there's a lot of guys that have opted out. That was a big side tangent, but you know, it's that's always all fun. right. We didn't got some one big yet. names on there. Like, oh, dude, the one thing that I noticed was look how many guys the Patriots like have opted out. You scroll all the way down. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. Oh, dude, Brandon Bolden, Marcus Cannon, Patrick Chung, Dante Hightower,
0: uh, Marquise Lee.
1: Lee. Uh, man, just. There's there's eight or nine there's eight guys on there on that list that are like
2: yeah we're not playing. Which out of fifty three is Ravens not Andre player. Smith
1: that's a big name. Seahawks Chance Warmack we just signed him that's unfortunate that he's uh, opting out but it is what it is. Oh for the Chiefs leading rusher for the Chiefs last year, Damien Williams.
2: Oh for real? Yeah he
1: opted out. Wow. Yeah. Uh Tredavious White. Yeah, from the Bills. That's a big name. EJ Gaines. Yeah, Travis Benjamin for the Niners. So Eddie Goldman. That's a big name for the Bears. It's interesting, man. And who knows? You could get the guys, too, that
0: just say, like, they show they show up for, like, practice or whatever. camp, And then just decide, yeah, I'm not going to do this. Kind of like the Jonas Spettis baseball version. Like, yeah, you can
1: talk to my agent about this whole thing. Yeah, exactly. I got a family member that's sick, and they're not doing well, and I'm kind of scared. Dude, the Jamal Adams trade, that's huge. Oh, man.
2: How stoked How, are you about oh, that, gosh. man? Oh, gosh. it was just like that's that off-season signing where you're like, my team's a fun team to root Adams for. and Diggs, attorneys at law.
1: Dude. It's going to be an awesome backfield, man. A center field. Oh, dude, those guys... Together, that's probably... If you can find a better safety tandem in the NFL, come talk to me, but
2: those are two... How does it compare to when um, Earl Thomas and uh, Well, Chancellor we can't Well, we can't out.
1: compare apples to oranges or the okay. future to the past. Okay, all right, all right. All right. Um, but I can tell you this, assuming they're healthy and on the field together, they're going to make... They're going to create problems. And as long as Quentin Dunbar's stuff gets sorted out, the secondary is going to be a lot better than it was last year. I can promise <laughs> you that.
2: Like, you just flipped the face of the secondary oh, yeah. upside down. Like, it's just like this is a completely different team now. No one's going to be able to throw on
1: us. As long as guys are healthy and playing, yeah, plain, yeah
2: I,
0: I, it'll be more difficult for teams to throw against us.
2: Yes. Right absolutely yeah, I, I get I get a little absolutist when I talk about things well,
1: and we're part of part of that we have to remember it comes from the pressure that we get from the defensive line, which is probably our weakest point on defense right now that's true right now right but, now it um has the potential to be formidable. I'm not expecting the years of our Super Bowl run defensive lines, but assuming we can get enough pressure and you know, make it harder for the quarterback to complete passes, he'll have problems. We can't completely rely on the secondary, though, where we have no pass rush and, oh, hey, it's just up to you guys to make
0: sure no one catches the ball. It doesn't work that way. Gotcha. So,
1: but uh, I do like some of the rumors swirling around now that they cleared a, enough cap space to probably bring in Jadavian. But it sounds like that's probably not going to happen. And now they're—I'm hearing like it's, the Everson Griffin rumor has been swirling for like months now, and yeah. I, I feel like that's only a matter of time because he was an SC kid. Yep. Um, and so it was Clay Matthews. So yep. Clay Matthews is a potential fit uh, as well. I would, l- if they could figure out a way to afford both those guys. Now you have some veteran guys that can probably help you with the pass rush side of things, they they got Bruce Irvin. Yep. They still, you know, they still have Jaron Reed.
0: They've got guys up front that can make plays, right? Veterans, older, sure. But, they've always been, I, and I also heard that, um,
1: Damon Harrison was another one that they were targeting. He's more of an, in, an like, interior guy. Um, played for, uh, Detroit last year. Um, and he's just been kinda waiting for like someone to call and I think he'd be a great fit right next yeah, to Jared's nice pickup. Him and Jerry and Reed together would wreak f- havoc in the middle of there. Nice. Then all you gotta do is find some speed rushers to get the outside.
2: And everything catch me outside. Up. How yeah, about catch that? Catch me outside. Would
1: you pay $20 to charity to see uh Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes throw the ball as far as they could? Um to just to see who who's the the true like biggest arm in the league. 20
2: bucks is steep but yeah, I guess. It was going to charity. Yeah, if it was for charity, yeah. Yeah.
1: I think I would too. It was a question that was posed this evening. I saw it on Facebook. Oh. Ryan Sams, I see you, bro. <laughs>
2: Anything else going on for the NFL? Man, as long
1: as the season happens at this point, we could talk about a whole lot more with the NFL right now if we really wanted to.
0: But
2: maybe I think save, that, maybe save it. I think
1: I think we, I think we wait. We kind of see what it's a ha- wait and see, you know. Yeah, season's not supposed
0: to start until like mid September now, right? There's no preseason.
2: Yeah, no preseason.
0: I think it got pushed
1: back a little bit.
2: Yeah, but it's kind of business as usual as far as like, yeah, yeah, the start. So
1: they're probably waiting to see like how many of the guys like opted out,
0: and then how many of them decide not to show up at all to camp, or maybe even like this whole
1: situation that we're seeing with college football players right now. We are united the guys that are basically like hey you're, we're not going to play this year and you guys are going to pay us and
2: what do we what do you want to do? Should we just go to mama? Mama. Mama. Mama.
1: Oh, there's been so much that's happened in MMA since we last talked. Yeah, it's
2: the only sport that has been able to kind of Yeah. continue.
1: Gamebred took uh took on Usman on like 6 days notice. Yeah,
2: and he Went five rounds, five
1: with. <laughs> full f-ing rounds with him, as we kind of suspected he would. Yeah, I didn't suspect in any way, shape, or form that like Jorge would ever give up
0: or be knocked out. It was if he was going to lose, he was going to lose in a decision. I honestly thought he was going to win. You think you might have
2: sneaked snuck it from him? Oh, you did? He was going to sneak the win overall from. No, Houston, I I, I thought that. No, I yeah,
1: I, yeah, yeah.
0: I thought that that there was a strong chance that. I just didn't really believe in Kamara's stand up going into that fight as much as I just didn't think that,
1: and I always I also knew that Kamara was going to be like super smart about the whole
0: thing. Yeah. Go out there and execute his game, and he did. Yeah, to a T. But, uh
1: he definitely has made other guys in that division look a lot worse. Yeah, than than he did with Masvidal. Masvidal for only like for taking that fight on six days' notice and cutting twenty pounds
0: looked pretty pretty
1: damn
3: good.
2: Yeah, yeah, he looked.
0: I would love to see him with a six-week camp against him. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, and and he was cool after the fight. He said, I'll get a couple of wins. I'll be back. Yeah. So, you know, he is... And and
1: Even Kamaru said, said, like, I think he said something along the lines of, dude, Jorge didn't lose any fans tonight. Yeah. He didn't lose any fans. Yeah. He obviously went on to say, he's like, I'm still the best in the division, and... I, I proved that tonight, but he didn't lose any fans. Yeah. And, you know, on a six-week or even like a two-month camp, knowing that you're going to fight him again, maybe things are different. Yeah. You know? I think that Jorge's prepared for anybody at any time. He's just got that mentality. But... That's still a lot to ask for a guy to lose twenty pounds in six days. Dude, I mean, Max yeah. Max tried to do that with a beeb, right? And he can Yeah, do he it
2: wasn't even close. Yeah. It's pretty bonkers that he pulled that off. Yeah. And and I didn't think he was going to, to be honest. I didn't yeah. think the fight was gonna happen.
1: Yeah. I had my doubts too when I got announced, I was like, You're twenty pounds overweight right now, dude. I mean, I hope, but like I'm also like I also fear for like the safety and like well being of a fighter especially masvidal he's just like he's just a he's an awesome dude
2: yeah yeah he's a gem in the in the entertainment industry yeah yeah so you never
1: want to see something like that like where it could like put him in the hospital because he's working his ass off just to try to make weight right you don't want to see that for any fighter but it uh, obviously to me it is one of those situations where it hits a i don't want to say it hits home but when you're a fan of the guy it just makes you feel a little a little more like man i don't want to see you go through that
2: yeah 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 exactly
1: like there's no point you know
2: yeah like you're okay
1: you're still okay you're you're the baddest mother on the planet yeah you already or without this whole fight happening yeah you know you're still the you're still the bmf man what else oh 251 happened yep yeah whitaker and till dude that was a
2: badass fight man dude yeah, it was a great fight, and it um, I guess Till it was pretty technical. Injured himself,
1: yeah, dude. He blew his knee out ah in the second round. Bobby just kept kicking that kicking. kicking that leg off, man. And but that dude, that just shows like how tough Till is, dude. He's a tough even when he got knocked out by Mosby You know, obviously a different division then, but he's just a tough kid, man. He is a tough kid, and he. Has come into his own in these last couple of fights. I think honestly, you go that far with with Robert Whitaker after only being in the division for less than a year, mm-hmm. right? Go, I, I mean, he had some. He traded with him a few times. There was mm-hmm. a few times where, at the very end, I mean, who knows if there were if it had gone one more round, would they have stopped that fight because of that cut? Right. I mean, he split Bobby open. Yeah, bad at the end of that. There was blood everywhere. Yeah, but yeah, Yeah. that was that was a fun. I I don't want to say that that was on the level of uh, Poirier and Hooker,
2: but it was Mm -hmm. still a great scrap. Right. Yeah, not not quite there, but it was. You're exactly right. Impressive showing from Till. He's only been in middleweight for like five minutes. He goes right to Kelvin uh, or Kelvin Gastelum and. Robert Whitaker yeah you know, yeah the top of the top yeah so he's gonna be just fine there I, it's just sad that he gets injured kind of a lot it seems like he gets injured often Till? So, yeah because I went Till? back and yep. looked at he had that draw with uh Dolby, Nicholas Dalby and he injured himself in that fight that was like one of his earlier UFC fights okay okay um but he got hurt there. Masvidal knocked his ass out. Woodley, I don't think he, anything happened in that one, but in between, before the Woodley fight, he fought Wonderboy. It took him forever to fight because he was, it. it there's always something going on with him that's delaying yeah, him. Yeah. And so, I, I
1: feel like that same thing is kind of, well, maybe more so lately than, Early on in his career, but like I feel like Roberts dealt uh. with a lot of injuries himself. Too. You're right. Yeah, and those they, are these two guys that are just like, you know, and maybe it's just their it's their own worst enemy. Like they just kind of hang in there. They're tough guys. Yeah, they train too hard. They train too hard, and and you know they get worn down, and then eventually it's like, oh, I just broke my arm, or yeah. oh, I need to have you know, surgery because oh, I have a hernia or yeah. <laughs> my knee is blown out.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. But that was a, that was a great scrap. I, I think that till honestly can compete with any guy at the top five of 185 right now. Mm-hmm. I really do. I would love to see him fight the loser of Adesanya and Costa.
2: Yeah. Be I would great love to see one. him
1: find the, the loser of that. I think he's worthy of fighting either one of those. Cause yep. Bobby's obviously going to get the shot again. Yeah. Between whoever wins that. Yep. God, I knuckles and cost. It would just be incredible. I, I don't oh. think, but, <laughs> but I don't think it technically Izzy's probably the second coming of John Jones. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Technically, but even maybe like quicker and faster. Yeah. Izzy probably hate me for saying that right yeah. now? But, <laughs> you know, like eventually that fight should happen. Hopefully it will. Oh,
2: that would be, that'd be a super, super fight. Dude. But
1: it, you have got an at that point you have got an aging John Jones who could very well go up to heavyweight at some point. Yep, probably. So then year. there's like that gap of like two. Is he going to cut the weight just to come down to fight? Is he?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's an odd proposition at that point. Then. Yeah. Heavyweight fight in the middleweight because DC
1: after this Stipe fight the stipe DC thing's going to be over, and then. I'm assuming Jones is probably going to try to fight Stepe.
2: Yeah, he wants to go up there and have it.
1: it only makes sense. That. It only makes sense. So I kind of wonder, like, I don't know if that, I don't know if that Izzy Jones thing is ever going to come to fruition. I think it'd be great if it did, because it'd be a real technical fight and fun, real fun to watch. It'd be so much fun. But I just, I kind of wonder about that whole do I go up or do I wait for this kid? And yeah. Yeah. And I don't, he, he also has to protect a little bit of the, like the legacy and the record and yeah, all, all that. He's
2: got a lot more to lose than us, yeah. Sonia. Yeah. Exactly. 100%. Exactly. So
1: nice. What do you think's next though? Like, well, I guess we kind of talked about what's next for Whitaker. Uh, Till though. I mean, probably want to another top five guy. I would imagine yeah. once he's, once he's healthy. Once he's rehabilitated and everything.
2: Yep. Yeah, yeah. give him top five. No problem.
0: Two Fs, uh, 252's coming up. Yeah, let me see if we get that. It's a good card. Pretty
1: good card. Got Stipe and DC, the trilogy, right?
2: Yes, sir. The trilogy. I re-watched that second fight recently with Joseph. Mm-hmm. Man, DC was winning that fight big time.
1: Before Stipe came back?
2: Yeah, before Stipe made a, this the best adjustment in the world and came out. I don't remember what round it was. It was the third or fourth. He just came out, and that's when he started racking the body. Yeah. And DC just, he, you know, and he had Broke his revs or something? Well, he just wasn't wrestling. He, yeah. he was trying to stand, and so it just got to a point where one of them really stung him, and mm-hmm. then that's all Stipe needed. And the rest is history, and he just started clubbing him.
1: I think we could say the same thing, though, for... Well, I'd have to go back and watch the first fight. But, like, I don't know that I knew who was winning that first fight. And then all of a sudden, DC just drops him out of nowhere. Yeah. It, and, and it was... He... Stepe immediately, like, was like, what the f***? You know? Like... Yeah. I mean, he dropped him, and it was called. But, like, Stepe kind of played the whole... Dude, I'm I'm still here yeah. talking to you right now. Like Yeah. I'm not saying that it shouldn't have been called. I'm just saying that maybe it was on the earlier side.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Whereas lately we've been seeing people get just annihilated Right, and then where you're like, well,
1: Why are you not stopping yeah,
2: this? Exactly. Why so are you not stopping this? It's just the inconsistency is confusing. Yeah.
1: yeah. It probably has a little bit to do with COVID nineteen. Might not have as many guys willing to step in and yeah. officiate. That's true because of the the health risks involved, and mm-hmm. the second the comain on that's pretty good too. Jarzinho is getting back in there right away after his first loss.
2: Yeah, he's a tough tough ko loss to Francis and Yeah, but you know that's the game he plays. Yeah. Um, matching yeah.
1: up with JDS Junior Dos Santos that'll be a good good scrap.
2: Yep. Sean O'Malley's back with Marlon Vera. Oh, dude, Sugar shawn,
1: Sugar shawn,
2: Yeah, I think people are really excited about I hope that feint comes
1: back in that uppercut,
0: dude. So he gets full knockout, highlight knockout money.
2: Yeah. He did a good job going after, you know, fighting Marlon Vera, you know, it's not an easy fight at all. Right. And I think he's fun. He's... He's picked up on that. Like he's going to show everybody, like I'm. I'm here. I'm. I'm the real deal. Like yeah. the hype is real. Yeah. And those are the fights that he needs to win. Yeah. So that he's he's on a really interesting uh, point of his career. So totally it's exciting to be yeah, in the bandwagon. I'm,
1: I'm. I'm looking forward to seeing that fight. I was dis. Well, I wasn't disappointed. I should say, but like when he had to split the money with Cody for the knockout of the night. Yeah. That's the sad. last time around. <laughs>
2: Because Sean's was way cooler than Cody's. Cody's well, Sean's was, was a walk off.
1: Sean's Sean's was walk off.
2: Yeah, a true walk off. Cody's was just the like surprising last minute. You snuck it in before the the round ended. Right. Right. Which is cool. Like, don't get me wrong. It was a cool. It knock-out. was still
1: like a yeah. It was a big blow. But like it was a duck and throw and yeah. Uh, this he just didn't. But see it was it a hill
2: Mary. It was, last second, it was. It was you know? very yeah.
1: It was very much a. Swinging for the fences, like, mm-hmm. and congratulations, he caught the hell out of him and dropped him yeah. big time.
2: Ran out of batteries right before the end of the uh, episode. Yeah, it happens to yeah. the best of
1: us, doesn't it? Yeah. So the divisions, man.
2: Okay. I was just talking about this with Joe. The bandway division, we were just talking about Sean O'Malley and... Cody Garbrandt and all them. Bantamweight's killer right now, in my opinion. Yeah. Middleweight's a lot of fun right now. And then welterweight. Those are, well, welterweight and, and featherweight. So, bantam, feather, welterweight, and middleweight are my favorite right now. Okay. So, bantamweight, just because there's just so much depth. Aljamain Sterling's waiting in the fold. Peter Yan just won the belt. Like, it's all fresh. Yeah. Lightweight. Would you
1: say that's the youngest? Would you say that's the youngest division
3: in the oh, UFC? Oh, probably,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think so, because I think guys, you know, they're just a little smaller when they're younger, and they're gonna they're gonna fight at that level, and then maybe later in their career they go up featherweight or something. Yeah, so
1: yeah, you might be right there. Maybe I'll have to do a little more research on that. I I think I would probably agree with you that bantam is one of the more exciting. Just like top to bottom, if we pulled, if we pull up the, like the like the, the rankings, like it's just, I feel like one to ten, any one of those guys could probably be a champ. Okay, you know, um, and maybe not like right away, like right now, but like at any point in time
3: in the next like
0: year and a half, two years. So yeah, that's 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 like the rankings. That's here. where you're at. Marlon Marais behind or in front of Aljo?
2: I think so. I think he is. Yeah, Marlon
1: Marais, Aljamain Sterling, Cody Garbrandt, Corey Sandhagen. Elevation fight team.
2: Yeah. Oh, they were all over this last card. Yep. Pedro Munoz moved up. Oh,
0: he just fought. Who did he beat? Pedro. He fought last, last week, right? I don't think so. No, yeah, he just fought. Oh, maybe he didn't.
1: Last time he fought was Aljo. I don't know how that happens if you're number five.
0: Whatever, Jimmy Rivera, Rafael Sanzao, Cody Stamen or Stamen, Rob Font,
1: Dominic Cruz, number eleven in that division.
3: <laughs> that's
1: a pretty good number eleven, man. Yeah, yeah. It even is. after the even after the hiatus, Sean O'Malley. That's a pretty young. Overall, I would say one, two, three, four, Pedro's a little older. Jose's older, yeah, maybe it. maybe it gets old real quick. I don't know. You got a couple of guys that are up and coming in the, like the the higher rankings. I'm kind of curious. bunch of old guys in heavyweight. Probably need to do a little more research on this, but yeah, maybe featherweight could be feather. Volk, Max, Brian Ortega, Zabit, Korean Zombie, Yair Rodriguez, Calvin Cater, Josh Emmett. Emmett's probably a little on the older side. Yeah, he's probably a little older. Frankie, older. Jeremy Stevens, getting older. Yeah. Arnold Allen, he's up coming, right? That I think, yeah. from, uh Is he
0: from New Zealand? Arnold Almighty Allen. Is he
2: uh, Ginger?
0: No, he doesn't look ginger. Let
2: me see his photo. Yeah, that's the guy who puts. A, he wears a mustache, and it's. I don't know. He's a. He's a character. Yeah. Yeah, he's. His name sounded familiar. Gotcha.
1: I think uh, they, they end up being pretty balanced out, I guess, from an age standpoint. But I would love to know, like, which division's the youngest. You might be right though with bantam. It Maybe. could be like if Maybe. you if you average it all out. Yeah, if you average it all out, for sure. Uh, what's your least favorite division?
2: Uh, probably heavyweight. Yeah, it just it's just swing as hard as you can. Yeah, knock them out. Yeah, we're doom. Had a cool, like I think he just choked somebody out. Yeah, a week or two yeah. ago. But yeah, heavyweight's just not that fun. There's not. You don't see a lot of the you know, a lot of the. Ga- you
1: know what I will say is. I can commend DC for, like, that a little bit because there's not a lot of ground game in the heavyweight division. But Curtis Blade's ground game is legit, dude. And that guy might be, the, like, the feature of the division.
2: Yeah, yeah. that That's somebody who I'll, I'll tune in for sure. Yeah.
1: Because and, and, his ground game, like, his ground and pound is... Top notch. It's top notch, dude. As And he... I know he's he's had he's struggled with in twice, like he's he's lost both of those. But I feel like he, you know, he was young, both he's still growing into who he is, and I don't know. I'm not saying that he's ever gonna beat Francis, but I, personally, I hope he does. Yeah, me too. Um, but his he's just a well rounded fighter. Yeah, pretty well rounded fighter. Um, and I noticed with like Francis's game is. You know, if you can get him to the third round, you probably you got a you got a solid shot at winning. Yeah, he, he does gas. Yep, he does gas sometimes. So least favorite. I don't know that it's heavyweight. I would actually probably say it. I love the little guys, but I flyweight is just kind of hard for me to yeah, really. It, 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 you know, they've talked about getting rid of that division. I don't want them to. I just don't know that there's enough guys that I like have connected with as like, I like watching that guy fight. a like. I, like I've, I personally, the only guy out of that division I've really liked a lot is Joseph Benavidez and he's yeah. kind of having a couple rough goes these last few times. So I don't know. I think I, I probably need to just like maybe tune in a little more and really focus on like watching the flyweight fights to try to establish maybe more of a connection of like who I like as fighters. And, yep. and again, you know, I know that Dana tried to get rid of that a while ago. I think one way that you could revitalize it, though, is bringing back Mighty Mouse.
2: Bring back Mighty Mouse and bring back Suhudo too.
0: Yeah, but
1: I don't know that at this point, um, Cejudo wants to fight Volk, dude. Yeah. Like, they just keep talking mad shit to each other on Twitter, and he <laughs> wants to be the champ, 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 champ. Yeah. He's moved on. He's moved on. Like He's not going to cut the way to go to 25 again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Unless Mighty Mouse calls him out and is like, you f***ing owe me yeah I mean, I don't know. He did. So we'll see. but I think that's one way you could revitalize it and bring back Mighty Mouse and that, yep, totally. Like Figueo looks like a, a good champ. He does look like yeah, a real, a real deal champ, so he, he's, and he's that, might, that might that might revitalize the, the division. who knows?:
0: Yeah. What would you say is the most talented division? That's a
2: tough one. I
0: think lightweight's pretty
1: talented, Yeah, I think dude. you're right,
2: dude. Lightweight or welterweight. Yeah. You know, because they're just, lightweight, welterweight, and middleweight are just, like, the perfect mixture of mm-hmm. everything. mm mm-hmm. um, Size, speed, mm-hmm. power, so.
1: I think part of that you have to base off of, like, okay, is there anyone in the division that's never lost? And how many times have they never lost? Like, so automatically I think, oh, well, Lightweight, Habib. Habib's never lost. He's, like, going for, like, what is he at, 27?
2: Yeah, I think he's almost 30. Yeah. I think he's 28 20, or 29. 28,
1: 28. Yeah, he's, he's only, he, apparently he only wants two fights, two more fights, and wanted to retire 30, you know,
0: yeah. for his dad's request. Um, RIP.
2: Yeah, yeah. We didn't talk about that. True, but rest in peace Yeah, Habib's dad. He did not die from complications it was okay but due to complications of covid correct He had some issues with his heart yeah
1: but i I think that you have to base it off of that and then i just think the trickle down from lightweight like from a talent standpoint is just yeah
2: yeah i mean if you if you throw mcgregor back in let's just say yeah or if
1: max decided to go up
2: or max goes up you got other than those names, you've got people like Dustin Poirier and Dan Hooker and Tony Ferguson just waiting, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And that's just three. I'm probably missing some folks from Lightweight that are murderers right now, but yeah, that's plenty. Yeah.
0: I think it's the Paul Felder.
2: Yeah, Paul Felder. Kevin Lee. Al Aikinta. Justin Gaethje. Justin Gaethje.
1: <laughs> Gregor Gillespie yeah cowboy kevin lee cowboy oh drew dober is an up-and-comer yeah man. that kid's a that kid's the real elevation deal. fight
2: team dude yeah there was, and then there was um there's a couple other people i kept mentioning it to joseph I go, there's trevor's camp there's his, his team mm-hmm. they're all love over that camp that
1: dude love that camp well shoot man what a podcast it's been a uh well, I'm sure we'll we'll shrink it down with the edit and all that good stuff, but it was great to kick it, buddy.
2: Yeah, it's good to be back, man. And
1: get uh, another one of these under our belts. We'll be back again, hopefully this
0: month, yeah. uh, with another podcast, Sh- maybe an update on some
1: NFL stuff, college football. We'll see if that season's even going to happen. That's a pretty big question mark in my mind as we see it. But until then, we'll sign off. Check us out on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Making Cuts. Yep. I'm Trevor Sharp. Our host is Corbin Mendenhall. Look forward to seeing you guys comment on our pages and telling us how we're doing and tune in as much as possible. Let us know if there's anything you want us to talk about because we're all about making this a uh, open forum for talking about sports. Corbs, anything uh, you want to add, buddy?
2: Yeah, just get out and, and try and get engaged with us on social media. I think getting out of this quarantine funk where I think it's time to really kind of try and try some different things. and not rebrand but kind of refresh the formula here so totally appreciate you trev appreciate you putting the nose together and everything yeah
1: man absolutely we'll look forward to doing it again and until then uh
0: everyone stay safe stay healthy cheers and uh peace out yeah peace later